Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Appeal 
that he saw in the product in order to say, hey, can I give you guys a boost? Because I don't know what WWE would have done with Sting, and it probably would have been, I'm not assuming, as I said, I don't know what their creative team could have done with Sting after the whole Triple H thing and starting a feud that basically books, you know, the promoter's son-in-law and saying, okay, maybe I can feud with Sting again and then I'm putting myself over. I don't know how that conversation went, but I'm still miffed about the whole WrestleMania 31 instance where Sting's probably like, I don't care, you know, it was my time to go at that time, and I just, he got the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, is Sting the exclamation point for AEW? He just signed a two-year deal, two years. Man looks healthier than ever. Looks great. There's no, I mean, it's like the 10-year-old me basically marked out all over again. And this was better than when he beat Hogan when I was 10 years old for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. He beat him on Nitro. He beat him at Starcade. It would have been cooler if you beat him at Halloween Havoc, but, you know, I'm not picking points in wrestling history. Originally, Hogan guys did not want to give up the championship title. He'll say, no, that's complete bullshit. I don't know, brother, where you get your info. Again, you have a man who now can be – you have two historical announcers that can literally bring Sting's wrestling to life. Jim Ross is like the Picasso, Rembrandt, and Van Gogh when it comes to painting a picture and describing a wrestler as he's wrestling or she's wrestling because he knows how to literally give the viewer insight as to what's going on. And so if you really want to know, in my humble opinion, this just shook the wrestling world to its core. Because you have a guy that literally retired and the Undertaker for WWE, and now you have a guy that it doesn't look like he'd lost a step. We haven't seen Sting wrestle since, God, okay, WrestleMania 31, which is painful. And the last wrestling, you know, that he's ever done with run-ins, you know, with Seth Rollins and the Authority, Back in 2016 or 17, but you know when he shows up, even at Survivor Series in 2017, it was like, wow, is this really happening? The moment of shock just on everyone's face in St. Louis back in that time period. But fast forward two years later in 2020 during the fucking global pandemic, and we have something or someone. That shakes you to your absolute fucking core. And that be Sting. Even if you're a non-wrestling fan, he's one of those names that he can go to anybody on the street. Well, some people on the street that are wrestling fans that may look like wrestling fans. And you say, hey, do you remember when Sting beat Hollywood Hogan for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship? Some may say, I don't know who you're talking about, and I don't care. Others like, oh, yeah, man, I used to watch wrestling back in the day. It was Sting, Hogan. I used to love WCW. That's what some may tell you. See, now AEW has X-Factor. Yeah, they've got Jericho. He's one X-Factor to him. Then you have Cody. And now you have Sting. You want to talk about wrestling history repeating itself? Sting and Dusty Rhodes had some damn good matches in the 90s at Bash the Beach, you know, Super Brawl, Starcade. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with WCW events, I can even go to the competition, right? I'm pretty much a wrestling fan. So I go on the network. It's first month free. And then $9.99 after that with a valid credit card, debit card. Or if you don't like using that, you can find the game card or the, <clears throat> the preloaded cards at your local Walmart, Dollar General, Best Buy, 7-Elevens. FYEs, those are still even open, which I believe they are, Dollar Generals. 
it's 27 something, but with tax, it depends on, you know, which other go to GameStop or vintage. I don't think sells them, sir. But if, oh, by the way, if you will have any questions, comments, concerns, inputs about this whole shindig with Sting reappearing, wrestle underscore radio on the Instagram at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter or just the old-fashioned way, WrestleRadio Network forward slash Facebook.com, and that does it for the advertisements. Look, folks, Sting is one of those guys that has impact. Now, on the flip side of things, they're saying, I'm thinking, well, they signed a big name. Now what are they going to do with him? And that's the beauty part. Now we get to sit back as fans and watch the shin the party unfold. And they just invited you in because they're like, lollygagging, lollygagging, the inner circle MJF story is not doing it for some. It may be doing it for the hardcore um, snobby marks, you know, or smarts, as I like to call them. Because you have your classification, dude. There's workers that are assholes, and there's workers that are pretty badass. There's fans that are pretty cool, and then there's fans that are assholes and snobs. Anyways. What does this do for the wrestling community as a whole? I mean, in a big-ass name in a company that's surging even during a global pandemic. And the reason why I said some of the stories were lollygagging around in AEW. I don't watch them because normally their stories are literally all over the place. And it looks like... Jerry Springer be running some of the shows that they do, and that's very attitude era s for AEW. But now they have one guy who could turn their entire product around, aside from Jericho and Rhodes and Moxley and Omega and all the big names that they have running around in their locker room. And the reason, folks, why I say Sting is a game changer is because the Monday Night Wars, yeah, they were in the millions because people could actually attend shows and watch, rewatch it at home. Hey, did you see me in the front row, man? Sting was such a big deal that guys used to imitate him, dress up as him at Nitros, man. They used to go into the arenas, dressed in the Sting gimmick, and I don't know, they got his T-shirt because WCW used to order from the magazine and not a. You could order from the internet, but it was, I guess, it was least suggested because I remember ordering some T-shirts from WCW back in the day. I had a subscription to WCW Magazine. And I had a subscription to WCW. And I don't know where those magazines are. I'm pretty sure they're worth a lot. I'm pretty sure they got thrown away. I don't know, maybe they're up in the attic somewhere, but wrestling was such a big deal, man. I used to tear the covers off magazines and arrange them on the wall in my room. Sting was one of those pictures. He was one of those guys that's like Batman versus the Joker. And I always used to say Hogan reminded me so much of the Joker. He didn't he could at times be very, very nonchalant, arrogant, the type of dude you wanted to see fall as the bad guy. Sting was like Batman. He would appear and save guys like DDP. He would save guys like Lex Luger from getting their ass completely beaten by the NWO. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some kind of parallel between Sting and the NWO and Sting and the Inner Circle. Because that group is the complete opposite of what Sting would stand for, but then to throw everyone a fucking curveball, I don't know if AEW is going to make Sting join the Inner Circle because MJF literally doesn't cut the mustard when he goes into the Inner Circle, or he may, I don't know. Instead of toying around with a really bad idea, now they've got themselves a gimmick they can toy around with in their stories and the creative aspect of things. So what it boils down to, folks, is 
is this going to work? Will it make people tune in a lot more? Now that Sting's there, they're going to watch it religiously. You bet your ass I'm going to fucking tune in to both NXT now and AEW because I missed my dose of wrestling from the last fucking job that I had. And let me tell you, I have more energy now and I have more time to think of ideas and concepts for shows, even though I don't have a guest. I'm <clears throat> lagging on that, but I'll get you know better on that area next year. Already. Or I could just make up, pick up the slack very soon. Anyways, enough about me. If you really want to understand just how much of an impact Sting has, the minute that he showed up in WCW back from his hiatus when he was, you know, being ostracized, being a coward, that he doesn't show up, you know, he only shows up when he's needed, blah, blah, blah. And then... Hogan was claiming the entire time that Sting had joined the NWO, this, that, the other. It was an interesting time back in that time frame around 90, yeah, 96 to about 99 for WCW. And then 2000 came, I think he was still there, but it was so weird. It was him and Vampiro. Yes. I never kept up with WCW after that whole incident when Goldberg got tased and the NWO story took over the whole fucking locker room and I'm sorry. I love Kevin. I love Scott. You know, as far as their credibility in this wrestling business because nobody else has done what they've done and made history for it. But when they said, when Cody Rhodes even before AEW, even before his Ring of Honor, when there's too many cooks in the fucking kitchen as far as the NWO story was concerned, there wasn't even room for Sting to be a vigilante. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that AEW does a damn good job with Sting because he's got two years. He signed a multi-year deal. Is this man going to wrestle till he's 80? Is this like he's the? I've always said this even back in the day. The Undertaker and Sting are two very similar individuals when it comes to pro wrestling. You know who they are. The minute you see them, your adrenaline starts pumping. And then guess what? Good things happen. When that that happens as a fan, that means you're invigorated. You have inspiration to watch wrestling again. And these are dark times, folks. I hate to sound like a Harry Potter phrase, but these are dark times, man. And what Sting just did was literally throw a match onto a bunch of firewood and light a fire under AEW's ass that, you know, that didn't need to be lit because, look, 838,000 viewers may not seem like a lot to some people, compared to UFC, compared to the shows on ABC or NBC or whatever shows popularized by pop culture. But what Sting just fucking did was he said, you know, hey, I'm here. What do you have to offer? Maybe not quite in that way, but I mean, the man literally made people get out of their seats, just like Taker, maybe in a different way than Stone Cold, but his name is such a, it's not just a big deal, it's a fucking iconic name. It's up there with Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, the Legion of Doom. There's nothing bad that anyone can say about Sting. The only concern that some may have, though, is what if he gets hurt? Well, you get hurt in any kind of sport, and you can make your return. And just look at how many times The Undertaker returned to WrestleMania and thought, man, I thought this guy had so many hip surgeries, I was going to say, dude, you should have retired after WrestleMania 34. But he had one more match in him, and it was AJ Styles. And that was a very, very prolonged uh, match, and some criticized it. I didn't mind it. Because The Undertaker is someone that can make anybody no matter what their caliber of wrestling skill is, look good. 
Sting, same thing. He gets in the ring. He can make anybody look good. I mean, look, Hogan was not the greatest of workers. It was the same thing, just a little bit dirty. But he added flavor to the mix that we as wrestling fans was fucking watching in WCW because all WCW had, truthfully, okay, when he was still around, God rest his soul, Roddy Piper, and they had Savage when he was still around, Ric Flair, Diamond Dallas Page, Harlem Heat, but then everyone start, and their brother's fucking mother started joining the NWO. And it looked like old WWE from the rock and roll era was joining the ranks. And you had IRS as Bubba. You had Ray Trailer, You had, fuck, man, you even had Jim Neidhart once attempting to join the NWO. You had Jeff Jarrett when it was, like, past the fucking rungs of the ladder, man, or past the due date, the expiration date, if you will. I love the NWO, and I love it being brought back every once in a great while, but without seeing entering the fray, interrupting shit, making sure that everything was correct and, and justice was served to Hogan. It just didn't seem right. So the question is still what to do with the exclamation point that you have just now signed for two years. What's going to happen? That's the beauty part. I like this part about wrestling. I miss this part about pro wrestling. My friend Chris in Columbia, Missouri, would agree, you know, like, we would like to be wowed. We would like to be, you know, not reading a dirt sheet, and some of you still do, even that fucking shit gets annoying, but I digress. We would like to have that moment where it's like, whoa, element of surprise, because this is a digital wrestling era. Where you have Meltzer as a source for dirt sheets, and I just want to tell you right now, I despise that man because, as you know, I, I I'm not a big name, but as a former performer, as a former worker, let me say, it gets real fucking old when someone sits in the audience and says, "Oh yeah, well this is supposed to happen, and this match happened. Oh that was a botch. That wasn't in the dirt sheet." As soon as you say that around me, I'm going to flip my fucking lid. You know why? Because if you go to any kind of show and you know exactly what's going to happen, why even bother sitting in the audience and paying the $100 that you pay or more to sit in the front row to watch what you're going to watch? That's just my thing. Sting, let's, let's talk about something positive here. Sting adds that flavor. He adds that element of, holy shit, did that really just happen? I didn't even tune in to be honest with you for AEW because I flipped back and forth. And I, I finished watching NXT, and then I my friend's like, did you know Sting showed up? OMG, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is just fucking prank, man, whatever. The next day, I flip on my phone. Apparently, you know, my phone creepily listens in on what I say or what I'm doing habit-wise or searching for. And there's a big old headline that read, Sting returns to AEW and signs multi-year deal with the company. Now I'm going to, fuckers, now I'm going to have to tune in and watch when Sting's on because the rest of them, you know, I love Chris and I like Moxley and I said, I don't mind Hager. And it's just a part of me says, boy, they were really flailing around with stories and beating WWE. You know why? Because a lot of names from the former NXT roster are residing currently, and not just NXT, but tryout, failed tryouts, former superstars from the um, May Young Classic. Oh, yes, my all-time personal favorite, former WWE superstars themselves. So, with that being said... <clears throat> I know that I already did off the rails on censored last night, so this is like an extended reprise, if you will. This is this is beautiful because I haven't really had time to put together a show, and I sounded really fucking tired last night. Now I'm awake because one of the biggest 
iconic names in professional wrestling have returned. And for him to return on stage, that's even, you know, I like I said, I haven't really tuned in too much of AEW's product. I flip back and forth the channel between, or the channel between USA Network and TNT, and said for the first time in over 20 years, that Sting has returned to TNT. Yes, because it's near and dear to his heart. I mean, because he was with the competing company, WCW back in the day, against WWE. And both literally were running machines for wrestling. And like everyone, my brother's mother knew who or what WCW stood for, what WWE stood for. The rivalry was something not to sneeze at, folks. Especially seeing as how, like I said, Sting's most noted matches, you know, versus Goldberg, where he should have won the match. I mean, he's more of a worker that actually gave Bill Goldberg a wrestling match outside of William Regal. And a lot of people have forgotten that when, at, in the t- at the time that these two were wrestling, Undertaker and Sting, Some may argue with me that, oh, Undertaker was much better, just, you know, or Sting was much better because I don't necessarily, it's hard for me because I like both, but if I had to choose between the two in their prime, I would have taken Taker because they kept evolving his gimmick. Sting, I don't know if he's evolved since the pro gimmick. It's literally the same face paint, but this dude, despite being the same, he's lasted so long in the business. Look, he's back. Some may argue, like, well, I wonder if he's got enough left in the tank. I can tell you from what I've seen, all that man has to do is show up, not even talk on the microphone, and it becomes the mystique that Sting once had in WCW, and now it's being reborn. Oh, and to answer my own question from last night, what's the problem with uh, WWE's ratings? It's the fact that... I don't know. There could be several factors. One, they don't have live shows anymore. Two... Uh, TakeOver just really doesn't have that it factor, you know, with people wanting to tune in. I mean, you have 638,000 that still watch it, partially because when your product is centered around one group and it's not, it becomes, the stories become stale and this, that, the other. Adam Cole literally has been running NXT for the last how many years now? Three, almost four. That's not a bad thing because, look, Undisputed and NXT gives it flavor. Now you got the Kings of NXT, a group that can challenge Adam Cole and the boys. They needed a vigilante character that kind of had it with Velveteen. And when you say vigilante, it's a guy that's looking to give justice to those who actually fucking needed it. Tommaso Ciampa was another vigilante, if you will, but then you had Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, and they all came together to face Undisputed at War Games, you know, with Pete Dunne, and I forget who, no, 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 wait, yeah. Undisputed has been through the thick of things, and in thick of every story, why? Because they're a draw. Sting is a draw. I wonder, though, a part of me wonders, though, if you put Sting at the level of NXT, how much creative freedom he had because of him and Hunter. And I always, I know I shouldn't be thinking of politicking and then the back kind of stuff, but it always begs the question, what if WWE had reached out to Sting and said, hey, would you be interested in trying a stint in NXT? And it would have been so cool to see him absolutely destroy Pat McAfee. Because McAfee... 
is one of those villains that you just want to see his face squashed in or, you know, his brains bashed in, you know, with a steel chair or just a variety of things to happen to make the show fucking interesting. I'm just wondering because if they reached out to Sting and Sting said no and then AEW's like, hey, we tried to get a big name, we couldn't get Punk, so now, you know, I think it's more than just that. I think the conversations that were had between Sting and the powers that be would have been interesting to understand. Now everybody's clamoring, like, how, why did, why did he all of a sudden sign? There's always a fucking story when someone as big as Sting signs with a company that literally is obliterating WWE every single week, not just by, like, one or two views, one or two viewers, folks. 638,000 compared to 873. Those are the exact numbers that, you know, circulating around. And actually, let me read the numbers again. Oh, no, 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 no. Says WWE rating versus... Okay, 850,000 to 600. That's 122,000 more. That's a lot of uh, difference in viewership. Some may say, well, that's only 122,000 more views. Not a lot of people watch professional wrestling. And because one of the main reasons is... We Some of us do not like hearing people sit on the mic or get a microphone, grab it, and start blabbing, blabbing, blabbing. That's not, to me, if it has a point for a promo at the beginning of your show, I guess. But really, in truth, wrestling fans want to see fucking wrestling. And even without picking up a microphone, this is my point, Sting brings in fucking ratings. Right now, folks, we here at Wrestle Radio Network are going to pause 10 seconds for station identification. We shall be back. Right here on Wrestle Radio Network. And for the time being, folks, if Sting somehow does not work, I will be very shocked because he's proven time and time again that no matter where the man's at, he can flourish. He can actually do something. Yeah, it's true. I mean, let's see. Oh, look at his actual age. I'm not going to say his real name. I don't want to sound like a total snobby asshole. Oh, wait. He's 61 years old, and he looks like he has not lost his step. And I... I've seen this guy wrestle against the Four Horsemen. I've seen him wrestle alongside the Four Horsemen. I've seen him wrestle against Hogan in two different decades. Well, not two different decades, in two different eras, really. But the point being, you now have a guy that can be depicted by two commentators that were part of the Monday Night Wars. And I guarantee you, what I see in Sting may be different than what others see in Sting, but truth be told, I know this. My friend Chris in Columbia, Missouri knows this. Wrestling 
used to be where you didn't know what the fuck's going to happen. Predictability wasn't even a trait factor in WWE. Kind of is now because you can kind of guess, even if you haven't been a wrestler and you're just a longtime fan and you, you're you thrown for a curveball every once in a great while, but it's not the curveball we want. That's why a lot of people... But that's why I shouldn't say people. That's why a lot of wrestling fans are disenchanted with WWE right now, because the only thing going for it, and please, for the love of Christ, do not ruin it. Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. Yes, that is a damn good story. Um, Sasha Bailey, I, I dis I will disagree with the Undertaker as being a great. You know, all-out story. I think that for what they've done for the women's division was great in NXT versus what they've done for it in Maine. They're like, well, they should have done it, you know. They should have done the uh, women's tag team championships a long time ago. This, that, the other, blah, 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 blah. I'm not, not saying that WWE is bad entirely, but... The company needs somebody that's going to be a ratings draw. And I, I'm going to say it. You want an answer to Sting? Boy, you better uh, not on hands and knees. <clears throat> I love saying this. Some may say that CM Punk is not needed. Gee, I wonder how many people have been clamoring for him to come back. In some capacity, but it will never happen unless apologies are made between the two or three, Vince, Hunter, whomever else was in fucking charge of letting go of a golden goose. You let him fucking slip away from your fingertips, and now, now that Sting's there, you want an ex- you want an answer? Do you want a fucking answer? If you guys are smart which is debatable sometimes in the company because War Games is coming up on Sunday. I'll watch it. I will watch it, damn it. Because I know I'm probably going to be disappointed in half the fucking results for NXT now, and this is sad. NXT was all I had left and all I had faith in. So I will go in it. I will go into watching it like, okay, something good's going to happen, you know, from a fan's perspective. I'm not holding my breath. Sting is there. He is the exclamation point now for AEW. You want an even bigger fucking fuck you? And this is what I love about this shit. You want a big fuck you to AEW. You drag up someone. You drag them back, I should say. Actually, what's a better phrase? You don't beg. You ask, hey, we're going to put our faith in you. To bring our show ratings, not just for that, but because we're sorry for what we did, you know, firing someone through FedEx, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, someone who actually asked for better pay because his match was quality with Taker, he was a good mic, it wasn't just the pipe bomb that CM Punk inspired me to become a manager, Aside from Bobby Heenan and all of them as managers, but CM Punk was not afraid to call people out on their shit and just make it publicly known, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I I would like to let you guys know this is exactly what I'm going through. And he got fired. He got fired for various other reasons because why... If they don't like you, well, they'll let you know. And they will, you know. They're not shy about it either. So, you guys want to pull something out of your ass? You guys want to pull the rabbit out of the hat? Here's the fucking thought. You drag. God, no. That sounds really bad. You ask, hey, dude, I know that we haven't been on the same page or same accord or whatever agreement. Sting's a fucking great wrestler. 
now I'm curious as to who WWE is going to pull out of the fucking hat. It better not be Mick Foley. Love Mick. He's a great dude. Decorated champion, Hall of Famer, legend. Something that I must say. Quit pulling legends and legend contract and be like, hey, we're just going to use you for a match or as a special enforcer. Is that cool? The reason why there's discord between fans and WWE is like, you think that not changing the format and then going back to the old school style ways of like the 90s where someone gets interviewed after a match or there's a promo to begin the fucking show. Both companies are doing it. It's just one is doing it in a way that's not too long, not too short. It's a happy fucking medium. The other one is overdoing it. Now you kind of know as fans who I'm referring to when I say one is doing a happy medium and the other one is overdoing the fucking talking. So who's going to be the answer to Sting? That's the next fucking thing I want to discuss with you guys. Who is going to be the guy or gal that's going to be the answer to Sting? And I think I just answered my own fucking question just a few minutes ago. You want a guy that can not dredge up the past, but give you a whole brand new fucking future. Them ratings will go up if you bring back either The Rock or CM Punk. You bring back Flair way too much, people are going to be like, okay, I love the old bastard, and I respect what he's done for this business, but for the love of fuck's sakes, man, seems like he's just hinging off people. His daughter, Randy Orton, that roommate that never, ever goes away. Love you, Rick, but can you please just be as awesome as you are, take a breather, and then come back? Every other year, Rick seems to show up on programming, and it's like people are just, they don't hate him. They just, what purpose does he serve other than being a manager? Rick loves to fucking work and he can't work anymore. It's the honest to God fucking truth. Every time that a wrestling company brings in someone big, you know if they have competition, they're going to try and dredge up the big name because before, when it was the territories, you had guys like Wahoo McDaniel, Stan Hansen, Rick Flair, Bruiser Brody. Then you have the Puerto Rican territory up in WCC. Or WWC. Victor Quinones, Carlos Colon, Savio Vega, Abdullah the Butcher, Tony Atlas, Dutch Mantel. They're names that drew an audience. Jake the Snake Roberts, Gorgeous Gino Hernandez. You want me to name off a few names? I named off a few names. Dusty Rhodes, Rick Rude, Diamond Dallas Page, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the Anvil Might Hart, Rick the Model Martell. These were names that were just coming up through the territories. Jesse the Body Ventura, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Gorilla Monsoon. Classy Freddie Blassie. Not just names from the old WWE years. I mean, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner. And I go on. Hawk and Animal from the Legion of Doom. Barry Windham. Jerry the King Lawler. Just to name a few folks that were part of big territories that drew in a crowd. Again, my theory is if WWE is smart, they would either pull the rock, if they could, use someone big in some kind of capacity. As John Moxley put it, you know, I'm so glad I'm out of there right now. And some as why? Because it's all over the fucking place. It's chaos. And as he said, 
VKM is somewhat the cause of it because there was reports of SmackDown Live locker room being all out of sorts. I wasn't fucking there, so I don't know. But I find it funny that people are like, this is the problem and this is the... I'm like, no, I don't care who's a baby face or fucking heel. I just want to see a goddamn good competition between WWE and AEW. <coughs> Do I care? About, because I know there's more than just those two companies. I realize that there's Wrestling Revolver. I realize that there's Ring of Honor, New Japan. It just so happens the two fucking main frame companies going head-to-head, blow-for-blow, maybe not so much, because if it were blow-for-blow, this Wednesday night war would be, you know, on national news. It's not. Not yet. But Sting returning? You want to talk about impact? That was like Somebody saying, okay, yeah, see, look who we have now. That's, that's what this has turned into. You want you want a feud? You want a genuine fight between two companies? Dear Lord, if shots weren't fired at the Hall of Fame when I was there for Mania 35, I don't know what to fucking tell you guys, but this, they may both sit there and tell you that this is not a war. Um, You'd have to be... Dumber than dirt, not to fucking believe that this is not a war. They pulled Sting out of the fucking woodwork? No, I think Sting actually approached them, maybe, and this is just a theory of mine, and said, Hey, mind if I join? Maybe not in that context or how it was worded, but fuck. It's now the biggest fucking story in pro wrestling right now. I bet you other podcasts have guests. They're going to talk about Sting. Why not? You'd be dumb if you didn't cover this shit. It's like a journalist not covering the you know the major story, like a bank being robbed or somebody getting shot or someone you know was approached and they were burglarized. If they focused on, oh, did you see that cute dog running on the sidewalk? They missed the whole fucking point. They missed the story, and they probably get fired. I'm telling you guys, there's a lot to take in right now, and it's very interesting that I say, you know, you want the one guy that can give you fucking ratings. And he's able, man. He's going red, rearing to go. Give him an opportunity. Don't put him on the... If you put him at commentary, that might actually help NXT. NXT, probably, I don't know how well Hunk and Hunter would do well together or if they would be combative towards one another. But I just want to point out, NXT needs some edge. They've got all the talent and all the tools. If they amplified it, like I said, there are game changers in this business. Savage, Piper, Hogan, Sting, Undertaker, Ric Flair. Just to name a few because these guys back in their day, all they had to do, some all some of them had to do was pick up a microphone or Wallop the shit out of their rival, and voila, they were off to fucking fandom, and people are still fans. So what does that, what does that tell you? What does it mean? It means that things fucking draw, and WWE is going to be on its heels if they don't find someone that can bring in the numbers that they need to bring in. Yeah, the numbers are extremely low because. Nobody and their mother is going to go out to say a wrestling show with 3,000 or actually 50 people. That's like, okay, should we go to the bingo hall now or later? It's not that I don't think that it could be possible, but I mean, NXT does, and they're doing virtual shows, right? 
or not virtual show, but they're doing an audience that's virtual and they have them on the monitors, which is interesting, but also it's just like I really wish you couldn't see people. It's like one big Zoom meeting. There, I said it. WWE has its good moments. AEW has its moments. Just like every job has its good moments and it has its bad moments. As a fan, as a former worker, I can it's fucking. I can never watch a wrestling show the same. I can still enjoy it, but it's just you know, like, oh, well, he's gonna do this. Okay, he's gonna do that. Okay, well, this is gonna happen. Now this is gonna happen. She can kind of gauge a show just based off of what you see. You don't have to be a former worker to fucking know this shit. And with eight minutes left, I'm not going to run out of shit to say. That's the first in a while. Fans, all I ask for as a fan is a good wrestling show. You give me a good story to follow, I'm going to fucking watch you. AEW just gave me a reason... Tune into their show because Jing is the fucking main reason. Well, now I'm going to flip back and forth and be like, okay, when is he coming on? Probably going to show clips. And AEW seldom does this. From what I have watched, they're not terrible. So it's just. I'm very, very interested. I'm invested now. Because before, AEW was so all over the place in certain aspects of their storytelling. And then they may have been listening. You know, from a podcast, like, what is this Mark saying? Okay, what's the. They're listening to the fans. They're like, we want a big name. So they found themselves a big name. Wow. One of the biggest iconic names. In wrestling history, outside of Hogan, Andre the Giant, I mean, you can say Ultimate Warrior, but it depends. I wasn't a really big fan of his, so no. But it's up on the list of names that you can't really disrespect. Like, well, he was great here, but he was horrible here. I like this gimmick, but I didn't like that gimmick. It's okay to have that those opinions, but you can't say, oh, Sting, that worthless piece of shit. No. Say, you know, even despite the fact that I'm not a huge AEW dude, I'm not big on them, you can't fucking deny this shit. That now the ratings are going to be in favor, even more so. I wonder if it's going to reach a million. I wonder because word of mouth is a big deal in wrestling. You know how many fans say, hey, did you see the show? Oh, you should watch it. For those of you who don't think that fans have an impact on your product, you're fucking wrong. Your product is presented by the promoter, right? The promoter says, this is what we're doing, and the fans are going to eat it up. Um, well, so far, we're, we're not anemic with WWE. We just wonder, when are you going to feed us a full meal, man? You got the fucking talent on your roster. What bothers me is you say some of them don't want improvisation when it comes to promos. I get that, you know, stuff has to be written out, but not in paragraph form. Fuck's sakes. It's one of the things that's less of a draw is when you paragraph shit and then expect the fans to be jumping all over it. Also... When longtime wrestling fans who watch both see, okay, the product, I understand that they're doing it this way, so maybe we should just adjust and maybe we shouldn't say anything. Let me just point out something. If you don't try something new, how are you going to learn how to fucking do other shit? There just comes a boiling point where fans are not so fond of what you're giving us. So in other words, give us a draw and fucking tune into your shit. Plain and simple. It cannot be the Adam Cole show for three years, but it turned into it, didn't it? 
all of a sudden when they came back, now it's like, okay, it's reborn, it's, it's refreshed. It's just So, as far as I'm concerned, tuning into NXT without Tomorrow Renello, which is another blow to NXT. I love how some say, well, he talks over people, this, that, the other. I remember a time when JR announced in NXT briefly, you know, at the takeovers, because he was a part of the recruiting and talent scout team. Having JR on any in any capacity is a blessing. I met the man twice and he's very friendly. He's very down to earth, salt to earth guy. And versus, you know, Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett and Vic Joseph, you know, you have a three part announcing why. Wade Barrett finally is letting loose, but it's too late. Beth Phoenix is trying to add emphasis, but again, there are parts of NXT that are great, like the women's division. You had Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Tegan, not Tegan Knox, but oh well. Um, Candice LeRae, I'm sorry, Tegan's out of action again. But the women's division in NXT is shining. It really, truly is the saving grace if you will, for NXT. The women's division in AEW, okay, if you if you mix a tad bit of NXT and you mix a bit of the Attitude Era, because the whole moment with Shaquille O'Neal's uh, wife or whomever sh- the fuck showed up on Dynamite that one week, you've got Britt Baker, Hikirishita, and the eight. I forget. She was the first AEW women's champion, but she... She really wasn't that much of an intrigue to me. I'm not saying that they're not talented. I'm not saying because you have Awesome Kong. You've got Jazz. I don't even know if some of them are still working. But I'm, like I'm saying, it's a blended fucking mix. So, Sting, I'm one in. Question mark, question mark, mystery face, mystery face, because we don't know who the fuck's going to join. And I'm hoping it is CM Punk. I am hoping it is a big name. I keep mentioning his name because, dude, you want an answer to Sting? That'll be WWE's uh, fist right to the face going, okay, you got a name, so do we. I really want to see... A metaphorical fucking fist fight between two companies, ratings-wise. I don't want to see a landslide every single fucking week. Anyways, by the way, Chris, you fucking goober. And the rest of you lovely lovelies. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Oh, and uh, toodles, bitches, I gotta go to sleep because... Got work early, early in the AM. My new gig. Night. Doodles, bitches, for real. I got to go to sleep. Monkeys in the truck, could you please hit my music? I mean, for real. How hard is it to just hit my... The cult of personality The cult of personality